On this episode of Ventures by the Lake, we chat with Mike Crab, director at Northwestern's entrepreneurship community, The Garage. This is a great episode to listen to if you're a student and have a business idea of your own, or you might just be looking to dip your toes in entrepreneurship as a whole. We talk about some of the unique opportunities that students have when it comes to starting a business. And while a lot of this is in the context of Northwestern, we focus on making sure most of this can be generalized to any student at any university regardless of the current state of their entrepreneurship scene. Hope you enjoy. Chicago is home to some well-established names in U.S. business. Innovation is so important because it really is what drives the economic growth of the city. Every to celebrate its emerging status as an innovation hub. Their potential is what it is. Welcome back to Ventures by the Lake, everyone. Today we are joined by Mike Rabb, the executive director of the Northwestern that- Garage. Is- don't cut this out. <laughs> yes, Mike is uh, the executive director of the Northwestern um, Garage uh, here at the university. Um, super excited to talk to that. But before we dive into the garage and all that, can you tell us where your passion for venture and entrepreneurship really started and began? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm actually a Northwestern alum, but graduated before the garage or any of these kind of entrepreneurial resources existed at the university. And I was actually a film major. So I started my career in the business side of the TV industry during the shift from linear network TV to streaming on demand and how saw how quickly that disruption um, really permeated throughout the industry and consumer behavior. So that got me really interested in technology and the way that it can affect markets um, and be a better experience for consumers. So in Los Angeles, got more into the tech and startup startup ecosystem there. Um, and eventually actually moved to San Francisco to join an early stage venture capital firm uh, as an investor there. Um, and so that was a $100 million uh, single LP fund. We were investing primarily seed in Series A. Um, and it was when I was there that I heard about the garage back at Northwestern, which like many alums I meet these days, I said, I wish that was around when I was a student. So I reached out to the founding executive director um, basically to offer myself as a resource. Like, you know, if there's any students that want to talk about venture or startups, like I'm happy to connect with them. Um, and long story short, within a couple of years, I was actually working for the university based in San Francisco, um, building a community of Northwestern alumni, founders, operators, and investors for them to support each other and then build a bridge back to students here. Awesome. Yeah. And I know you were working alongside Melissa for a while and then ended up uh, taking over this director here. So I'm wondering like how that came about. Um, was that something that you were kind of excited about the time? Did they have to sell you on that at all? Like what was... Well, it was completely unintentional. I think like many big moves in my career, um, you know, I had never expected. I'd been in California, Los Angeles and San Francisco for eight years, loved living in both cities. Um, It took a global pandemic for me to actually move back. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of my work uh, with the garage base in San Francisco was events based and and having meetings and working with people. Um, And when that all kind of shut down, Melissa offered me a job with a more student focused role here. Um, at the university. So that's what brought me back. My family's here in Chicago as well. So there were a few compounding reasons. Um, and then she left about a year ago last May, which opened up the opportunity for, for me to take on the role of executive director. But even three years ago, I would have never imagined that I'd be in this position. So it's a little bit of serendipity. Awesome. Well, that's great. And so I want to jump into a little bit talking about, there's a lot of student founders out there. I mean, this more generally speaking, not yeah. just at Northwestern. What what do you think, as you have ex- a lot of experience looking at this space and student founders, like what sort of resources are out there for students to take advantage of that maybe might not be available to the general public or any founders that are already graduated? 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones, and I'll, I'll get more specific, but one of the biggest ones is how risk-free it is when you're a student to experiment with entrepreneurship uh, and starting your own business when most of them don't have to rely on this uh, for their income. And so although they might have academics and other priorities as well, it gives them kind of a risk-free experience to utilize all the resources at a university or in the ecosystem to give something a real shot. And so about 10% of the students and their ventures who pass through the garage continue to work on their startups full-time after graduation, having gotten to a point where either you know they're profitable and sustainable or can go raise outside funding. Um, so they're, at the garage, we run 11 different programs depending on where students are in their entrepreneurial journey. Everything from like, I don't even have an idea, but I'm interested in startups to our summer jumpstart program, which is a pre-accelerator, kind of like a mini tech stars program. They get $10,000 to work on their startups full-time over the summer. One of the things that, you know, is not an official program, but I think all founders benefit from, and especially here at The Garage, is just being around a community of other founders and particularly student founders. Um, you know, it can be an incredibly difficult process. Um, there's ups, there's downs, but being around others who are like collaborative and supportive and especially those, you know, we have some alums, uh, we call them founders and residents who started their companies at The Garage, have graduated, continued working on them full time, and they still work out of here. And having that accessibility for students to go talk to them about like, how did you figure this out? Um, just gives them so much more support. So I think, you know, whether you're a student at a university with a resource like The Garage um, or out in the world, like find your community. Definitely. Um, one question I had, you said 10% like continually work yeah. on them post-college. Is there like a trend you see with those 10% that like maybe aha moments or that like validate for them that like, hey, this is something I want to do post-college. Like I'm ready to jump into this the day I graduate and be part of that. 10%. Yeah. Like what are the table stakes to continuing on after school? Yeah. I think for most of them, it's financial, right? Like, so can I continue to support myself to work on this business full time? But if we're, I don't know if your question was about like traits of like founders that get to that point, um, which I can touch on. There's quite a few that um, I've noticed. Um, one of them is just like, the emotional resilience and stability of obviously day to day, there's lots of ups and downs. Some founders feel that like really intensely and they flip like back and forth of like, oh man, it's just never going to work. I'm not going to figure it out to um, this is the best day ever. I'm going to be a billionaire. Um, and they kind of ride these waves. The, the founders and the students that I see kind of uh, reach that point where they reach escape velocity, they kind of ride the middle where they know everything is just temporary and um, are, are really resilient, whether it's a great day or a horrible day. Um, and so that's something with the community aspect that being able to share that perspective and experience and expectations for your journey is important. The other, um, you know, like a lot of great founders is like having the, the iterative process of not being married to your solution, but asking questions, getting feedback, being really humble about what you know and what you don't know, um, particularly for teams that are going on to you know, either compete in competitions like VentureCat or go raise their first kind of financing is not faking like you know everything and you know BSing, but like being really humble about what you know, what you don't know, what you're trying to figure out, how you're trying to figure it out. Um, that kind of like intellectual honesty, I think, gets them a lot of fans and advisors and support. Yeah. I mean, that's like super important. I feel like for any founder, not yeah, student founders. For sure. So have you seen it all? Is there any sort of a feeling with students of I'm a student, like I, I might feel like disadvantaged compared to someone who has 10 years of industry experience or has already started a startup in the past. Like, yeah. and, and how do you overcome that? Or how have you seen? I am blown away by the agency that I see the students here uh, feel that they have and that they're tackling big things. Um, you know, like Kevin Casper, who 
as a high school student, started a device that detects wildfires. And like, you know, some people might think like, I'm just a student. I don't have any expertise. He lived on the East Coast. He didn't even live in like wildfire land. Um, but he saw a problem and he wanted to solve it. And so for the past seven or so years, he's been working on that. And, you know, they won VentureCat last year. They won over $470,000. Um, so I'm amazed that there are so many students that see problems that they want to solve in the world and um, are ready to take them on. I think another aspect of having a community and a culture like the garage is they can look at each other and say like, oh, okay, like they're doing it. They're going to tackle this problem. That gives me permission to as well. So I think, you know, a lot of it is feeling that they have the permission, but also the support, whether it's from the university or for, from other students, from our mentors and experts um, to go tackle the problems that they see in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so like, let's get tactical here for a second. Let's say you're a student, maybe you're an underclassman, freshman, sophomore. Yeah. I mean, you could be any age, but you have an idea of a problem you want to solve or a business idea. What's your first step? Like, how do you start taking advantage of the resources? Because everyone says, oh, there's lots of resources. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the best way to start getting into that? For sure. So um, at the garage, we have an entry level program called the Tinker program. It's literally like no time commitment. It's not an application. You just sign up. Um, that gets you into our student Slack channel, has thousands of uh, current and past students that share resources, um, gives and asks opportunities, that type of stuff. You get a 10-week um, kind of email campaign about the fundamentals of starting a startup, um, and then uh, and you get added to our listserv about upcoming events and resources and stuff. So that's just like high-level table stake stuff. Mm -hmm. I think of the garage in places like this, what we are is a network catalyst. And so we have students at the garage working on medical devices on food and beverage, on enterprise software, on nonprofits, on media projects. Um, and so there's no one size fits all for like, here's what to do. But what we do is connect them to uh, mentors, experts um, in industry um, who are typically founders themselves who can help give them that kind of playbook. And what's been so exciting about The Garage is we're eight years in now. So we now have hundreds of alums who are, you know, either continuing to work on their own startups or they're in industry somewhere that had such great experience at the garage that they want to give back now and be mentors. And again, it's so much more accessible because they were students just a few years ago that now these students feel comfortable going and talking to and getting advice from and guidance from. So, um, you know, I think one of the things founders uh Two of the things founders uh, need to learn early is uh, one, talk to as many people as you can about your idea. Like you need a mm -hmm. ton of, you never know what doors are going to open if you have conversations like that. And two, getting good at um, asking what you need or what you're looking for or what you don't know. Um, you know, here at the garage, the team is incredibly dedicated for if you come to us with, I need to connect someone at this company or in this industry, or I don't know much about fin financial modeling or IP protection, like we will make the connections for you to get that knowledge and make those connections. So, so the value of community network appears to be just really strong. Yeah. hundred percent. What is, what's some of the work that you've done or witnessed? Cause if I remember, like you were saying when you were at school here, these resources weren't necessarily readily available. Yeah. What's some of the work that you've done over the past few years in order to build up this community and, and foster it? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's everything for like, um, our core program here is residency for teams that are beyond the idea stage. They have at least two people on their team, um, they have to apply for that each quarter. They get 24-7 access to the garage. They get um, their own dedicated workspace back here. But one of the main components is a weekly family dinner where we all come together. Um, we typically bring in a speaker, free food, which college students love. Um, 
And, uh, you know, one of the things uh, about bringing everyone together is they talk about their wins and their fails for the week. And so one of the transformations I've seen from being a student to running the garage is when I was here as a, as a student, there was a real fear of failure and, and a culture of like, you have to like get the exact right internship and then get the best job. And like, if you deviated from that, you were like afraid that you would be found as a fraud or something. And so one of the things that the garage and entrepreneurship resources have normalized here is like trying things and it's okay if they don't work, as long as you learn from something share your learnings and move on to the next thing. Um, and it's, it's gotten to a point. So our, our jumpstart program, you know, uh, ends in a demo day every year where the 10 teams are pitching to compete for another $10,000. Um, last year, the night before our demo day, all 10 teams stayed at the garage late into the night and were giving each other feedback on their pitches, even though they were competing the next morning to, to win money against each other. So it's this really special culture and community that comes from being really intentional about making sure students are sharing, they're vulnerable, they're honest, they're transparent, and they're more collaborative than they are competitive. Like mentioning that, like that collaborativity, yeah. have you noticed a lot of, and like open to failure and like failing forward, have you noticed a lot of like co-founder matchmaking that's like happens and occurs in the garage? Yeah. So um, one of our most popular events every quarter is called Startup Matchmaking. Um, and so essentially we found that we often had a ton of students asking us like, hey, I want to be involved with the garage with a startup, but like I'm not ready to start my own thing. And simultaneously, you have the other who's like a founder or a couple of founders who are like, we're looking to scale up and grow our team. Um, and we found that by aggregating that supply and demand one time each quarter in what we call startup matchmaking, um, it's far and away the best way that those two find each other. So um, every quarter, we still do it via Zoom. It was like a happy accident of the pandemic that this is the best format. Um, about 30 teams will pitch for certain for 60 seconds what they're working on and what type of help they're looking for so they pitch straight for like 30 minutes and the second 30 minutes they each have their own zoom breakout room and students can go watch and talk and have conversations with those teams typically we have about 30 teams pitched and about 150 students each quarter that join that looking to join one of those teams um and whenever i ask like oh how'd you find that team or how'd you find that team member so it's startup matchmaking so we definitely try to, you know, one of the phrases I like to use often is like manufacture serendipity. <laughs> like, how can we get these pieces together? That's awesome. So obviously Northwestern students are really lucky that Northwestern puts so much attention on the garage and entrepreneurship program and facilitating these different ways that all the students can take advantage of these resources. But unfortunately, like not every university out there is going to have access to the same resources or pay as much attention to that. What have you seen with Northwestern students who have kind of, I, I mean, I'm looking for if you've seen any examples yeah. of Northwestern <laughs> students have taken things in their own hands to start to foster the community themselves and give back like while they're here. Yeah, I think, actually, I don't know if I have a good, can mm -hmm. you clarify the question? Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm kind of asking like, examples what, what, could, what can students do if you're not build up a community? Yeah. Well, whether you're not at Northwestern, but talking through the lens of students you've sure. seen here too, like, what can students do to help facilitate and foster good startup community yeah. at their school, regardless of what else there is? Out For there? sure. I think find the other builders, find the other founders, find the others with interests and like just start a weekly or biweekly like get together and meet up and order some pizzas. And like really what I'm trying to get to is like find a way to like find your community mm -hmm. and build it. Um Oftentimes the way to do that is like for college students, 
through food and through some sort of like mechanism <laughs> to like get, get together. Yeah, get you I kid you not. Like when the garage started, when Melissa started it, she just like get some pizzas and like, oh, you're working on this, you're working on this. You should all talk and that type of thing. So I think like if you're starting from scratch or even not from scratch, but like if you can go find other entrepreneurs or, or other people who desire to be in these roles and build relationships with them, that's going to be your number one asset. And you'll be able to build resources and attract attention and attract a network and experts off of that. Mm-hmm. But like start with finding your tribe. Well, and also every school has alumni, right? And like yeah. There, there's always alumni doing all sorts of different things. So sure. starting to facilitate that yourself is also a super valid option. Um, I wanted to double tap on something you said earlier about kind of the culture, because I know that I experienced this when I was here of, and it's not probably unique to Northwestern, but students who it's like a race to get the best job out of school yeah. and a race to make six figures and, and kind of push through. And like, that's fine and great for people who want to do that. But you said something that I really appreciated, which was that it's okay to take chances and look around and feel mm-hmm. things out because you're ultimately going to learn through that. Like, I'm wondering, have you seen any examples of whether it's students who were originally planning, they had a job lined up and then things changed or anything like that in your time here? I think forging your own path just opens up so many other doors, even if that's a kind of like typical door. So as an example, uh, there was a student many years ago, Ali Qureshi. Um, He started a startup here. It was called like Party in a Box. And Mm -hmm. like, it was basically like, oh, you're short on time, like for whatever, 20 bucks, the Party in a Box will show up and you can throw a party. it ultimately did not go anywhere, but he used that story in his interview at Goldman Sachs, where he now works, um, which when compared to, you know, all of the other people he was interviewing against, they all just had to talk about their internship the previous summer. But he talked about the learnings from starting his own company, what he learned, what he do differently. Um, and so that like differentiator of like building something yourself, I think is an asset, whether you want to go down a more typical path. Or, you know, years down the line, you want to start something new again, you already have that experience and you you have those learnings and you've got a rep in that it makes it easier to do the next time. Mm-hmm, for sure. And the other thing, and this isn't a dig on anybody in particular yeah. at all, it's just something I know I experienced when I was here was I felt like there were a lot of startups that were made almost with that purpose, right? Of sure. like getting the job at Goldman Sachs. So I'm yeah. going to go out and make something that looks like a startup. But that sounds like in that situation, it was actually doing it. And I feel this is more of a comment on my end. It's like, you're going to learn a lot more if you actually take the chance as opposed to trying to prop something up to make it look good on your resume. And, and it's also, it's not yeah. taking a step in the wrong direction or doing anything, even if it's not related to something that you're hoping to get down the road. Um, for sure. But yeah. Yep. Cool. So unless you have anything more on this, not I'd love to hop yeah. into um, what's going on here at the garage now. What are you really excited about over the next six months, year? Like what sort of stuff are you working on? Yeah, for sure. So for the first time ever, we are recalling every garage alum who is currently a full-time founder, whether it's with a venture that they started while they were here and continue working on or years after they graduated started. Um, They're all coming back uh, for a garage alumni startup summit this summer Um, from all over the country. They're all super excited. Um, and this is building upon how my work with the garage started, which was working with alumni, founders, operators, and investors, um, to plug them back into the community and to build up a startup internship program where current students can go spend a summer working on a startup that came out of the garage that's now raised venture funding and they can get the experience at an early stage company, which is typically pretty difficult to secure, especially when you're a student trying to secure internships early in the year. So I see a lot of low hanging fruit with Um, building out our alumni base and engagement, bringing in more mentors and experts, 
Um, a lot of my work in, in focus here is on accessibility and inclusivity at the garage. So as you can imagine from the outside, this can be a really intimidating place when you see Casey Gray started a safer cranial drill that just got FDA approval and raised a bunch of money and is selling into hospitals. Like there can be barriers where students are like, oh, I'm not ready to go to the garage yet. So mm -hmm. making sure that it's clear that this is for everyone, whether you have an idea or not, no matter your background, no, no matter if you want to go raise venture funding and go full time or just when you're a college student, want to get the experience of being an entrepreneur. And then the third one is greater ties to the Chicago ecosystem. So the garage, you know, in the early years and with the pandemic, uh, was built a little bit on an island up here at Northwestern, but I think um, one of the one of the benefits of of COVID has been the explosion of the Chicago tech and startup ecosystem, um, and the ability to retain talent here. So, you know, in the past, a lot of students would graduate if they wanted to continue working on their startups, they'd move to the coasts. That's why a lot of them are flying back from the coasts. Um, but I think we have the opportunity to retain talent here and build a more robust community and really, you know, raise the Chicago ecosystem. Yeah. Speaking of that, like you might have just answered the question here. Yeah. Um, what are the things Chicago like can do better and what are the differences from like our ecosystem to yeah. your time in the LA ecosystem and San Francisco ecosystem? Yeah. So the, the big change that I have seen um, from four years ago or like when I was working in venture in the Bay Area pre-pandemic is finally teams in Chicago can get funded, whether that's from, you know, local Chicago investors um, or I, I think coastal investors are more comfortable investing in the Midwest as well, which has driven competition to fund more startups here. So that was always my complaint kind of pre-pandemic is like, if you want to retain talent here, you have to invest in the early risky stages. Otherwise, they're going to flee to where the money is and where the opportunity is. So I think that tide has turned and it's really shifting where we have the opportunity now and, and you know, record funding in Chicago. Yeah. And that's something we're really excited about too. So I'm wondering for mentors, uh, founders of current companies in Chicago, anybody out there, how can they get involved with the garage if they want to? For sure. If you're looking to give back and work with students, we have a variety of different ways to get involved, whether you want to come and speak at one of our family dinners and share your stories, whether you want to take on a team or two to actually mentor yourself, that's like in your industry or, or your job function. Um, the best way to do it is to reach out to the garage email address, the garage at northwestern.edu. Um, I'm always happy to have conversations with mentors and founders and alums and figure out where best to plug them in, depending on their commitment and what they're looking to get out of it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So any closing words of advice for students out there who are looking to start a startup or they have an idea, like anything that you would tell them and sum it all up in, in a few words? A few things would be just like, don't be shy about your idea. Tell as many as people as possible. Um, list out what your assumptions are and go to try to test them as quickly and as cheaply as possible. And uh, again, don't get married to your solution. Try to find a problem and solve the problem. Um, and again, find your community and your tribe that can continue to support you throughout your journey. Awesome. Find your tribe. I love find it. Your tribe. Cool. Well, thanks a ton for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you both. It was fun. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks.